Hi, welcome back, welcome back. Um, today we're gonna continue to walk through some of our gut-wrenching moments of our own survival journeys. So join us as we share. Um, we're gonna talk about how easy it is to turn in on ourselves um, and to hide, you know, when we are hurting and in pain. It's the most normal thing to do, and I've certainly done it. But there's so much power when you begin to take baby steps out of that hiding. And I am so thrilled to have my sweet friend Natalia here with me again today. You know, Natalia, I was thinking um, about what you just said, that it is so easy. Gosh, do I feel that. It is so easy to want to give up. Tell me where you went with that. I think for me, like in that moment was I had, I had given up everything for, because I had an illusion that if I ran away, which you, and now I can see it was a form of running away, right, from my issue. I, I gave up everything. Now I'm here and it's not going anywhere close to what I had planned. Never like, does, does it? It doesn't. And it, it was... It was raining every day. It wasn't the way I thought it was going to be because, you know, I had done all this research online and you think everything is going to go one way and it doesn't. And I was by myself and I'm ensuing pretty much a lot of pain. But then what happened is it really hit me when I was there and it's like it's a different country, so it's, it's not as familiar anymore. So there was nothing. I didn't know anybody, even the places or anything. So now I'm really by myself and I'm really struggling. And it's all the stuff that I've been able to kind of shove under the rug for the last year and a half. Now there's no running away. And I wanted to give up. I'm like, I, I had, I would cry every night oh, and I would just like sit and like, I would walk around the streets and like try to figure out. And I'm trying to keep it together for myself because there's nobody watching really, it's just me. But I'm trying to keep it together. And like it's so easy to want to give up because we want comfort. We like, you know, we don't necessarily want to struggle. It's not our nature. We want comfortable. And but you the I, it, I learned that the struggle is necessary. Now I can see and I'm I've, I've I always say this. I'm so grateful I got sick. I sound crazy by saying that. And I, I understand but I am grateful. And yes, I didn't want my marriage to end, but I'm grateful for what it gave it to me in return. I've learned so much. So it's easy to want to give up because you don't want to be in this position where every single thing hurts. Every single thought that crosses through your mind, it reminds you of shame, of failure, you're not good enough. It, it makes you question your life decisions. It makes you question your future. You just don't know anything anymore from the past, from right now and later. You just don't know. So it's so easy to want to give up everything and just crawl on a ball, on a ball and just disappear. I can absolutely relate to all those <laughs> feelings. No, seriously. Yeah. How, does the, how did that play for you? Oh, gosh. It was a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, in the very beginning, you know, from, from the moment that I found my husband, somehow I had the strength to think um, every single thing I do from this moment forward will be remembered by my two boys. Every single move I make, I mean, who's called first, how I tell them, what the words were, 
and so as a, my, my mama bear came forward first in, I've got to do this well for my children. I can't be a mess. I've got to tell them that their dad died and how he died. And they were both so close to me. They both adored him. Nobody saw this coming. Um, so, so part of mine, I didn't give up then because I stood up, you know, for the kids. But I, I think as a mother, it's even more complicated because you can't give up for them. It's not just about you anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't have kids, but you had two other people that you needed to take care of. It, so it's even harder. But on the inside, you know, I would, I can remember the first days, you know, I would try to put on some makeup and I'd try to put myself together enough. I'd put on a dress and I'd walk outside that bedroom door and there would be kids and there would be their girlfriends and there would be people coming in and out of the house, you know, trying to keep it all together. And I can remember thinking, I am dying inside. I don't want to do this. Why do I have to do this? I didn't choose to do this. I didn't, you know, I, all the things I was fighting so hard against it and I just wanted to curl in on myself. I did want to give up. Thank you, God, that I had kids because I probably, because it would have been a lot on, easier you just to. to the kids in order to keep moving. And it's so much harder to think of when people have kids because you, you don't have the time, especially when they're little, you don't have time to like, you know, pick up yourself, you gotta keep moving. And the other thing I'll say, we touched on it earlier, and it, there are so many humorous ways I can tell this <laughs> because in the midst of the biggest tragedy I had ever experienced, things happened that you go, how can this be happening now? But you know how we said earlier, life keeps moving. Yeah. COVID had just started. We were one month into COVID. Oh God. And this is gonna, this could sound terrible, but like I even had trouble, like nobody was doing funerals, you know, nobody oh was God. doing burial things. I mean, just going through that because life just goes on. I can't just oh sit there God. and think about my, everything I'm going through. But then one of the wildest things happened, talking about the ground being pulled out from under you. And it was, my husband handled everything for house, finances, it was just all a, you know, a blank slate for me. And I was quickly trying to do everything. And I thought everything with our house was fairly well handled and put together. And it was just a few days after he died. We lived up on a hill where big storms would kind of come over the mountain sometimes. And this just outrageous big spring storm came. And these huge big windows that were in our family room somehow chose that day to slip down in in the wood and water was just pouring in our house and then bugs were coming in and it was like oh are you kidding God. me i have to deal with this too but um life does just it doesn't, keep yeah. and you, rolling at you yeah, the funny thing is like when you're going through something like this and that's why it's so easy to want to quit because it's like i remember i've never got a flat tire in my life so I'm going through all this. I'm like trying to like get the house to sell and we're fighting and it's like, there's all this stuff going on and I got flat tire in the middle of like the Merritt Parkway in like Connecticut. And I'm like, I don't have anybody to call. So I'm gonna have to learn right now how to change a tire. So Google, let's go take a look. <laughs> I did change the tire. I just- Okay, <laughs> I really admire you for that, but I have to tell you in that situation, 
I would have found somebody to call. <laughs> I don't know how I could have changed I just didn't have anybody to call. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I have to just figure out. But honestly, like, that's how it was a reflection of how I felt because yeah. I didn't have anybody. So it's like, could I probably have figured out to call a shop? Probably, but in my, like, in, I'm in such a fight or flight mode at this point, and I've been for so many years because I've got sick and all this. Now I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I have to figure out how I'm going to do it. You know, you said something um, a little while ago, and I had never thought about it like this for myself. Um, you said you were so thankful that you got sick first because it taught you a kind of survival. Yeah. It already was teaching you things about yourself. And I have never, until we've started talking about all these things, thought about it this way, but, you know, I did lose that precious business that I adored so much just one, you know, year before James died. And there was, yes, I was still carrying guilt and shame and just, oh, I, I just hated it so much. But there was a kind of survival that had started to happen there before I lost James. Um... And I, I've never really thought to be grateful, you know, that that happened first. You know that saying of God doesn't give you more than you can carry? So he gives you a little thing to carry first. Oh, I think and he then gave a little me more bit than more. I could carry. But like, it, you, but you, like it or not, you figure out how to get it through it, right? You learn, you learn. And for me, I, I was, for a long time, I thought I had to do it by myself because that's how I felt. So now I'm thinking, like, it's been probably the last couple of years where I've been like, okay, I have to figure out. I went in such a heavy survival by myself that I had to like, okay, it's okay for me to count with other people. It's okay for me to take help. It's okay for me to say yes. One of the things you said a little, little while ago um, that's taking me down a lot of thought paths, you said struggle is necessary. And yet, you know, I think... I think the way that we live in the world today, the, what our culture of what we deem success, you know, it's do you have the right car, the right house, or, you know, do you look good enough, or you worked out enough, all the things that we have grown up thinking are success, which I no longer, given what I've been through, define that as success whatsoever. Um, but we do everything we can to get out of struggle. You know, we're always trying not to feel the struggles. Yep. And yet, you know, it's kind of like if there's a left, there's a right. If there's a black, there's a white. That's so simplistic. But I don't know that you understand great happiness unless you've been through some great sorrow. I don't think you can value the, the real happiness unless you really lost it. Like if you've if you got to lose something to really value. So like a big part of me getting rid of everything I had is because I did not want to have attachment to any of those things because it was how I used to like hide a, like the void. It was to like buy things. But like I, couldn't, I realized I couldn't keep doing that. So I'm like, I'm gonna get rid of everything. So it becomes like you, you, there, you have to learn how to be grateful for the good and the bad. Otherwise it's hard for you to move on because you're only gonna be, you're gonna continue to always chase the next high. So like now, if you look at social media it's all like this person has this card this person has this beautiful family this one has this house and this one but like you don't even know what their life looks like you're looking from the outside out of picture and you you comparing yourself 
to them. And it's a false lie. And you you judging yourself a lot of times for being last. Like how many young uh, people that have like they are constantly comparing themselves, and you see them and they're depressed. And you see, the amount of people that have depression now because they're constantly comparing themselves. It's so hard to keep up with the Jonases because it's always something else. So if you can't learn to appreciate what you have, you don't know the difference. And, but I don't, I think you're exactly right when you said struggle is necessary because I don't know that you have any appreciation um, for the happinesses you have unless you've had some pain along the way. You said something else a minute ago. I wanted to um, tell you a, a little story about um, you were starting to twist it toward you already had gratitude for what you were going through. And let me tell you, in the first, I don't know how many months, I had no gratitude for what had happened to me. I was mad. I was angry. I was furious. But it, you got to, when I say this, it wasn't instant. Like, I yeah, can but say I think you get there faster than me. That's what I'm <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but I've always been, I mean, I've always been a spiritual person. You know, I, I grew up as a, um, in a, kind of really crazy, wacky family, but they were religious, so I had this religious underpinning that always, you know, I'm the doubting Thomas, and yet I've always been prayerful. So it was really easy in the days after James died always to be in a state of prayer. I'm sure a lot of it was pleading, oh, help me, how do I get through? But I've always, always, always believed in gratitude. I mean, everybody around me knows I'll say, what's your intention for the day? You know, what are, what are you wanting to do good in the world for today? Or I sent my kids to school every day saying, make good decisions, you know. Yeah. But I do think gratitude is a profound change. You know, it's a change maker. It's like, it's like the yeast It changes your mindset. It, it changes totally how does. it looks at things. Yeah. And one of the very first things I did, I've always loved to write. Um, and just, you know, just for myself mostly. And. Um, it sounds kind of macabre to tell it, and yet it, it was one of those things that began to help me. James died on a Saturday, just an ordinary April Saturday morning. And uh, just, you know, you just couldn't imagine that something like that could happen on that day. We were supposed to go to the lake and plant a garden that day. So every Saturday, it's hard for me to tell this. For a long time, I'd get up every Saturday morning, and of course you relive what happened, and I'd write him a letter. And sometimes I would say, oh, I'm so mad at you for doing this to us. You know, how could you? But mostly what happened was I wasn't, I wasn't grateful for what was happening to me or what had happened to me. But I began to write to him I think letters of gratitude for his life, you know, for he was just the kindest person and he was the most extraordinary father. And so for months, I stacked up these letters, you know, in a file. But it helped me, it helped me turn into a place of deep gratitude for this man's life, even though he ended it. And I don't believe that anyone should ever do that. It was a horrible choice for our family. But I, I talk about writing a lot and that if you can write out your feelings, how powerful it is. And I'm trying to land my plane here, but it's also about 
it's deeply about gratitude. I couldn't find gratitude for what had happened, but I really found gratitude for the life he had, he had lived with us. But I, and I think that's why I say what I mean, like when I say it, it, it was a process for me to get to gratitude because I, I didn't do a lot of writing when I got sick, but when I found out with the cheating I did, I used to sit on my bike to do my cardio and I used to write how I was feeling. And I used to, most of them were very angry in the beginning and they started changing, right? And I think when you're writing it, and I'm not a big into writing and you know that, but <laughs> I think it forces you to recognize how you feel. It, it, the mind is always running, yeah. and writing stops the mind. It stops, yeah. And then when you can go back and look at it, I will say, I've never gone back and read those letters. I, I haven't been able to do that. I went back and read mine. You did? I did, but mine, it was cool because when I went back and I read it, I didn't feel that way anymore. I love that. I went back and I think I, because I did it, I used to do it on my phone, so it was on my notes. It probably still on my phone somewhere, like all the way down. But, <laughs> and I remember I read it and I, I didn't feel that way anymore because I have a really- So much growth. I have a really good relationship with my ex-husband. We don't talk all the time, but we do talk. We call each other for happy birthdays and things like that. We're able to have a great conversation and it's fine. And the fact that I can look at those notes and be like, Oh God, I am not, I don't, I'm not in this place anymore. My life is not perfect, not even close to being perfect, but I'm not in this dark, painful place. It feels so good. Just enjoy that for a minute because yeah. I think it's so important. I don't think, especially as women, I don't think that we often um, get still and kind of love ourselves, like pat ourselves on the back for the growth of where we've come, you know, it's always like, oh, we're not enough. We have to grow more. We have to do better. We got to get well faster. Um, but, but to just be able to look back and see your growth like that, I think is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important for us in all of life really to applaud ourselves for how far we've come because everybody's in some survival of some type. Every single person walking right now is in survival in some way or yes, another. 100%. And just to, you know, just encourage anybody to sit back for a minute and go, okay, I I made it through this week, you know? I got up, I, I got up this morning, I made, I made my own coffee and I got dressed. Every little piece is growth. And I, and I love that you said that because I think one, like one last thing that I wanted to say on this like topic is, I think what I've learned from this is like, if I do something that I'm, it doesn't sit well with me, it will be like, it might even be on my drive home or like something I have to stop and like, I'm, I don't write down because I'm not a big writer, but like I will sit down and like sit with my thoughts and be like, play that, not in a judgmental way. It, and that was the big turn. I'm playing being like, hey, this didn't sit right with me. Can I do this better moving forward? Not back, because I can't go back. But you know what you're saying, yeah. and we'll take this into the session for next week, is what you're actually defining is the difference between guilt and shame. Because guilt, you're not happy with something you did. Could I do it better? It has agency. You know, you want to go back and, and repeat it. Shame is staying in yeah. that place. It is destructive. This seems like a good place for us to take a pause because 
I think I'm going to lose all the mascara that I put on this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today, for um, listening to our stories. And we look forward to joining you next week. We're going to talk about guilt and gratitude. Thank you.